Get Into Gate. This is episode 91. We're talking Stargate SG1, the full Get Into Gate team here. My name is Mitch. We got Matty what here, up? Brendan, Hello. and Reese. Yeah, g'day, guys. If you're new to the team that is Get Into Gate, we are three long term Stargate SG1 fans. One new viewer, that being Reese. We're talking about one episode each and every week uh, as we go through the season uh, that is number five. We're up to right now, episode number two. We're talking Threshold today, boys. Let's get straight into it. This one's uh, directed by our boy Peter DeLuise, written Ooh. by Brad Wright. Pete, PD. And it goes like this. Tilk may have been rescued from the evil Apophis, but his mind remains loyal to his old master. Braytech suggests an ancient Defar ritual called, oh God, I have to say this, <laughs> Mal Sharan. Nailed it. Sweet. Yeah, I'll accept that. A process <laughs> which could bring Tilk back to his senses or end his life. Now. Probably yeah. not. Probably the former. Yeah, I was going to say, if it's the last episode of a season, maybe you'd think, you know, okay, his contract didn't get renewed. Mm. Yeah. Maybe he'll go. <laughs> if it's Game um, of Thrones, you're like, Ugh. Yeah. see you, buddy. Yeah, see you, mate. <laughs> Two episodes in a new season, pretty sure he's sticking around. Yeah. He's, he's on the cover. Around. I mean, you know, he feels a... Um, I forgot the Demographic. word. Demographic. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, Jesus. He's a diversity hire, mm. so, yeah. you know, he feels, a, he feels a tax bracket there. Absolutely. <laughs> Thinking like a real producer there, Matty. <laughs> <laughs> so I was saying last week, Reese, that like yeah, at the, the end of episode one of season five felt like a bit uh, like the pilot, you know, mm. Tilk's bad, working for Apophis, gets brought back to Earth. You know, subtle differences there, of course, but this one, sort of the same again as, as episode two, where Tilk was trying to prove himself to not be a bad guy. Mm. In this, they were trying to bring him back from being a bad guy. So yeah. when it started for me, I was like, oh God, are we really going to go through this? But I actually liked the way that they made that story work by mm. going back to his mm. the, yeah. the prequel of Teal'c, basically. I remember that's what I said last week. It was like, yeah, it depends how they do it. you know. And I think this was this was awesome the way they did it because it wasn't just trying to get Teal'c out of this little hissy fit brainwash that he's having, but it was a whole backstory yeah. of... Because I've always wondered, how did, how did Braytac uh, get him to go against the gods? Mm. Like, what did he do? What did he say? And this sort of... It, it, just opened it up and gave us all the answers. I really they made loved him it. look really young. They yeah, made, they did that really well. I remember. Yeah, I remember thinking that at the time. I'm like, the makeup chick on this episode is great. Or mm. person. Well, probably a chick. Yeah, that's actually it is a chick. <laughs> I know that for a fact. Jan Newman K- kisses. Yeah. <laughs> now, I have a I have a clip here, mm. and while I was watching this, uh, I thought of a, it reminded me of a movie, but I couldn't quite put my finger on it. So I want to play this track and let me know if you can tell which movie it's i think it oh, might be from. from stargate no almost <laughs> 99 percent sure apophis is dead he has deceived you o'neill as i have deceived you all these years claiming to be in the service of the tari right i have never left the service of my lord apophis and i never will so all that time you were helping us out saving the world killing ghouls subterfuge savvy <laughs> But you can never take away my loyalty to my God. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, subtly coming in. Zola! <laughs> Kiss my emblem. Are you afraid to face me? No Jafar can survive the right of Mal Sharan. Oh, I love this. 
Choose to be the warrior we know. Renounce the purpose and return to us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got dark. Yeah. I chose freedom. Yes. <laughs> yes. Freedom. Sorry, I don't get the reference. What movie is that? Oh my! No, I don't know either. That's why I'm trying to figure it out. Oh. You this son my of a favorite bitch. Favorite movie of all time. You lulled me into a false sense of security last week <laughs> when I said, "Have you made something?" And you went, "No." <laughs> so I gave you a pass this week, but you bloody made something. Oh, that was epic. I'm probably going to replay that throughout the week. <laughs> <laughs> just when you got your VR headset on, yeah. just oh, whacking mate. it. Like, Braveheart's my, my favourite film of really? all time. I knew Reese would love it. And Braveheart and Tilk, like, that'll <laughs> yeah. do me. Yeah. That'll do me. Well, the, fu- the funny thing was, I made that, and I had an alternate ending, and I'm going, oh, I'm going to, I swear, YouTube, I'm going to YouTube Tilk saying, freedom and i'm like it's a fucking episode what was wrong with me yeah <laughs> clearly, clearly he was drunk well, a bit of homework between uh, this podcast and next week just go watch braveheart yeah do yourself oh, a favor over and over again <laughs> it was the first vcr i ever bought i watched it every VHS, day for a VHS. month did <laughs> you really yeah that's excellent i loved it <laughs> i tried watching it. it was on tv maybe six months ago and i you tried don't to watch, watch it. it on tv mate. Oh, i yeah. couldn't make it through it's, right? a, it's a three-hour movie you watch it oh, on like TV. I, no, like, like I DVR'd it. I DVR'd it and then watched it like no. the next day so you can skip past all the out. But I, yeah. I ended up skipping through half the movie. Mm. Couldn't couldn't cop it. No, you probably meant to watch it in 1994. I did. When it came out. I did. <laughs> it was fine. But that was back when Mel Gibson was exciting and it was cool to oh, still see is, a movie mate. and be related to him. So, yeah. No, apparently <laughs> apparently my families were related to him. Like, Because um, my dad's American. So it's um, apparently like my great great-grandfather and Mel Gibson's grandfather or great-grandfather were brothers or something, apparently. So there's this really tedious link mm. to him, which was he's cool. Our, he's our is, uncle. Yeah, cool when I was a kid, but in these <laughs> days it's like when people ask, like I went and got an x-ray the other day and someone was like, oh, you related? And I was like, oh, no. We're third cousins once removed. There you go. You guys are. <laughs> no, you and him. <laughs> yeah. Right. You and Mel, third cousins once removed. Awesome. Good chat. Movie chats. <laughs> this is 1990, 1996. I'd be so excited. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Tilk uh, being, you know, brainwashed or, or whatnot, Reese. do you, th- I mean, we we know as an audience and fans of Tilk that, yeah, okay, he's just been, something's happened to him, whether it's the sarcophagus or he's used his mm. rip, hand device or whatever apophis on him, that he's, he's lying. Like, you know, he's under some kind of control. Do you think that, SG one or anyone at the SGC even for a second believed that maybe Tilk had been duping them like Tilk was claiming for the last five years, or that they were all just calling bullshit. Yeah, nah, definitely not. No, like you, you couldn't. After uh, as um, Jack said, Children of the Gods, when he literally turned and shot his Jafar mates and yeah. then helped them escape and then racked up with them, like you yeah, couldn't, you wouldn't left without his family. Yeah, there was like, no retconned, but he no did. point, no point to doing that. Um, if it, even if it was a plan, gotcha, fuckers, yeah. idiots. Because <laughs> even if Apophis couldn't have um, couldn't have uh, thought that up no. because he, they didn't even know about the Tari. So yeah. what if? Yeah, what if this guy asks you for help? <laughs> See that? That's a Swiss-made wristwatch he's got on. <laughs> I've got a scam. But Let's um, do it. but yeah, no, definitely not. But um, 
yeah, the way the way they went about it when with, by the, when they got Bray Tack in, because when uh, Tilk first said, "No, nah, I'm back, guys. Yeah, it all worked." And then yeah. Bray Tack, and then he's like, "No, nah, he's fooling you." Like, like, oh, shit. Second, and the best thing yeah. is that that's Bray Tack's first appearance is season three. Yeah, since Maternal yeah. Instincts. Yeah. yeah, that's the first time we've seen him. And then the last time he was mentioned was back in Serpent's Venom when um, yeah, old said rock, he was dead. rock star guy said he yeah, was dead. That's right. And then he just mm. did, did this mad thing with his eyes where he's just like, he's deceiving you. And yeah. you're like, oh shit! Looking into his, looking into his heart or whatever. Good. He's used his f***ing spidey senses. Um, <laughs> straight, straight away though, Peter DeLuise is giving us what we, we've come to expect from him. Well, everything looks normal. Let's take him out in the hallway and see what Braytag has to say about him. Uh, Uh-oh, there's, there's the eyebrow arch. Yeah. Foreshadowing that something may be amiss. This uh, actual shot was inspired by the the reveal of uh, of Hannibal Lecter in uh, Shadow of the Lambs. I tried to copy that when we when you find him in the cell and he's staring right at you. Mm. That was what that that particular shot was. That's cool. Yeah, and sick. yeah, so you heard that they re- uh, this is the first time season five they actually start getting the actors in to do um, audio commentaries. Yeah. So right. Chris Judge does the audio commentary with Peter Dillies in this one, and nice. then um, Amanda Tapping is in next week's audio commentary as nice. well. Nice. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he um, did he direct this Peter Dillies? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so because um, I got a picture here. When they're looking at um, Hammond and O'Neill. <laughs> so I, you say, I thought so, because I got a picture of his dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got a picture when, of his D, don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. His PD. Um, yeah. When um, yeah, Hammond and uh, DP. O'Neill are in the observation deck and they and the camera pans up to him, there's uh, the candles that are all in the um, in the infirmary. Infirmary? Yeah. Um, yeah, they're they're shaped out in the in the reflection of the um, of the glass as PD. Yep. I'm yeah, like, that, that, oh, there's only one man that could that was that. that was his cameo. He couldn't get himself in there somewhere, so that was his cameo <laughs> for the episode. Now, this was this was an amusing uh, thing to do because if you if, if you can see in the bottom right at the bottom of the your screen there, my initials PD and candles there. PD. Now, unless I pointed out, a lot of people don't <laughs> notice it, but uh, who wouldn't notice that? That's, that's what I was saying the other day. Who wouldn't notice that there's a big PD in the candles right there? <laughs> you know, I never did. Yeah. A lot of people don't notice. <laughs> Uh, well, who do you think they think is going to look? P. Diddy? <laughs> <laughs> look, all I know is it would took all our effort to get you to be unconscious in the reflection of the shot. That's all I remember. For 15 minutes, I sat there and said, who's not going to see this is P. D. in the candles? You didn't see that. You saw it after the fact. <laughs> <laughs> 15 minutes. I'm just looking at the photo myself too. Like they didn't even yeah try to hide that. That is like it's no. perfectly like leveled yeah. and straight yeah. angles and shit. So we'll chuck yeah. that up on our uh, gate socials and go and have Props a look. Props to Reese though because you saw that straight up. Yeah, oh, first well up, yeah, there was dialogue, so I was looking for something else to do. Oh, jeez. I was <laughs> searching around the screen Mate, for something you know entertaining. There's a topless to Chris Judge yeah. there. That's all I'm <laughs> looking yeah, at. True. We need to do. Yeah, I was looking at the reflection. Mm. That's, I always do. Mm. Um, you're gonna love Star Trek then. A, a lot of dialogue, eh? A lot of dialogue. Yeah. In that. I think we've yeah, established just not... a lot of just shots of faces, just talking about <laughs> philosophy and on screen. better life, and people yeah. eating soup <laughs> on screen, and then on screen it's just a face talking as well. Yeah, this is um, Tony Amendola who plays Braytech. This is actually his favorite episode that he does of Star Trek ever. Uh, Star Trek. Star Trek. <gasps> Damn you with your subliminal messaging. <laughs> oh, look, a couple of things that Braytac said in, in this episode. 
his symbiote matures in about two years, he reckons. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. It's going to be his last we one. get a cure. <laughs> I don't know. He's dead. He's going to be dead in a couple of years. Yeah. Or is he? Yeah, he <laughs> it's is. Funny you he say, is. It's funny you say cure. Yeah, that's interesting. Why? Cure for death. Just the season six, season six episode, The Cure. Ah, ah, and they play the cure too because they go back to the eighties. Oh, you better believe we will for the podcast. Yeah. I can guarantee we're playing some Life cure. Is, yeah. uh, my favorite um, Braytac line, and it's actually from that same scene. I kind of had to rewind and play it again, and I kind of had like a um, I think I know which one is a pan flute moment. Yeah. Was the um, life for the sake of life means nothing? Yeah, I was kind of like, whoa, that was that's mm. if yeah. you really stop and think that, think that through, that's actually pretty f- deep. Yeah, because that, that's that's what I love, and it's it sort of just shows the type of how he said, oh, that that goes for Tilk as well. Yeah, and he's like, then they need a purpose for life. Like that's it's not it. it's not about surviving. You know, it's not about one false step. Nah. planet. You know, yeah. but it's yeah, like it's it, they need that purpose. Yeah. It really hit home. I'm just like, that is that is awesome. Aimlessly just you know float through life. Yeah, oh, I mean for humans, but everything else is like, yeah, I, don't I, know. I ate. I'm cool. For, for what do you mean for humans? For other for humans, you want a purpose. Yeah, that's but right. But every other life on Earth is like, yeah, I'm cool. I just had a meal. Yeah, but there's a lot What's of up? there's a lot of humans in this world who who don't have a purpose. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, let's go to work and come home and drink a case of piss. At well, the and week. you know, Jacket. people. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's day. a purpose. That is a purpose. <laughs> that is absolutely. Um, but no, like you think about, it, there's a lot of people on the conveyor belt that just think they've got to get married, buy a house, have kids, mm, just yeah. jump on and do that kind vanilla. of stuff. And there's a lot of vanilla out there. Yeah, like my mum keeps. I'm the youngest of three. My mum keeps. She's like, when am I getting more grandkids? When am I getting more grandkids? I said, don't fucking look at me. Look at my sisters. See if you want more grandkids. <laughs> Because for that shit. I'm not creating life for the sake of creating life, yeah, like yeah. you know, yeah. like not just because I can, you know. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's a, it's a selfish thing to do. I um, I love this episode, like all the flashbacks. I think it's really interesting, and I love mm. seeing um, uh, like Teal'c meet uh, Apophis for the first yeah. time. Mm. But yeah. my main my main issues is one, the fact that Apophis died. Uh, last week, ninety nine percent sure he's dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Peter but Williams isn't dead. He kind of, yeah. <laughs> he went out. He went out like a bitch last week uh, with the replicators. Um, and so we're still kind of in that. Oh, is he dead? Is he not dead? He's you come back from like, and then he's just here in a flashback. Mm, and I, yeah. I think again, it's it's robbing the the gravitas of is Apophis really dead? Is that no, the last time not. we saw we saw Apophis? Well, <laughs> he had um, his shield up. <laughs> it's got to be one strong yeah, shield. That, that's a shield that can't stop a fucking knife when you throw it at him, mate. So. <laughs> yeah, but explosions. Yeah, okay, yeah. fair enough. No, you're it, can, it, it can stop uh, bloody replicators. Well, <laughs> I'm going to put you out of misery. Long. He's dead. He's dead, mate. He's dead. That's he's it. Apophis is dead. He's I mean, not he's dead. not. I don't he believe totally, you. <laughs> he's not, but he is. Yeah, you're going to be disappointed then. And my other issue is... <laughs> I'll be waiting five seasons for yeah, him to come back. Right. <laughs> Still cool, still cool. Bring on, bring just, on, universe. Bring right, on. last last episode of season ten. Surely he comes Surely back. Surely he's gonna come back. <laughs> just IMDb, a pop. See how you go. Um, and the other issue I have is Apophis now must have multiple ways to brainwash people, because Ryak was cured with a zap blast. Mm. Well, at the start of the episode, Tilk gets hit with a zap, and he's still brainwashed. Mm. Killed? Did you say? No, cured. Cured. Oh, cured. Ra- cured. I wish he was killed, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Ryak is but, cured yeah. from his brainwashing yeah. with but a zap why, blast. What do you think that is? Is it because he's a kid? He's got a massive dick. <laughs> <laughs> Tilk. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. It's, yeah, it's too... <laughs> All the electricity went to his yeah. dick. All the you blood know? ran to his dick out of his brain and it couldn't <laughs> electrocute why? him. Sure. Is that why it didn't work? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He's got a, he's got a large I mean, symbiote. Like, he and he and Ryag both have, you know, um, immature symbiotes in their pouches. Yeah. Mm. Why would a Zat Blast not cure Tilk as well, except for plot? Yeah. So that's... I like the flashbacks. I don't like how we get them. Yeah. That's my issue. I did I did like that as... um Like, I think Tilk goes, Hushak! Something like that. And yeah. Then Braytec, and then they're like... Which is SG-1. something that Braytex has used yeah. in the past as well. And uh, SG-1 goes, what was that? And he goes, that was a conjured memory. The first of many. Hashtag flashback. Mm. Like, oh, okay. Although I, the, the, where we're going with this. This was my favourite of all the um, uh, Guawild words, though. Valar. Is that what he said? <laughs> I thought he said velour. <laughs> velour? velour. <laughs> the fabric? That's what I heard him say. Why would he say that? I don't know. Why would he say velour? I don't know. Velar was my friend. Kill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so that's brilliant. That's like people You guys have talked about Vala. Is that different? Yeah. yeah. Vala's his mate. Yeah, that's Vala. A girl. Right. A woman. Of all the alien names they could have she come was up once with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, going back to Vala, with that flashback, Tilt got fed up by Apophis and put in that bed. They're all laying in bed. They've all got chainmail PJs. That can't be comfortable. Yeah. Like that? Why are you lying in bed in chainmail? Yeah. Safety first. Given that in the, <laughs> given that what in if the, he falls off the top bunk? Yeah. <laughs> they don't use fucking swords. You're <laughs> so stupid about chainmail. <laughs> given it that um, that's very it's it's a conductive material. Hit <laughs> him with the zap. Fucking burnt everywhere. Like third degree burns. Well, given that later <laughs> on <laughs> in the uh, in the flashback in the flashback with Dreyak, he's wearing that boss like vest. Like half armor, yeah. half fabric. That's mm. like that's cool. That was sick. But maybe that was just status because by then he was first prime and Apophis gave him that house yeah. and like kind of stuff. So maybe when they grunts, they don't really have it other clothes or something. They've Might be knack with a chainmail. Ooh, that's even sick. worse. They just yeah. explode everywhere. <laughs> no, but how? Yeah, Kaboom. right. Boom. I was gonna say how <laughs> how big? Does, you know, how <laughs> They're all wearing suicide vests. Totally. Totally. He thinks he's getting mithril like Frodo. <laughs> oh, so this is lightweight and stronger than everything? Yeah, I yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just don't let any electrical current hit you. Why not? No reason. Take a good shot. If you do, though, don't stand near me. Don't stand mm. in the rain next to a light. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. Don't, don't cook your toast near a, near a puddle. In the rain? <laughs> oh, so that's what that's that's why last week Walt was unplugging toasters. Yep. Yeah, yeah, oh, cool. safety first. <laughs> Unplugged toaster. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey did uh, anyone notice the SGC got a bit of an upgrade? They got all the flat screen like LCD monitors oh, there. Really? They don't have the old, you know. There's still a couple floating around, but in like what um, year are we in? Uh, Two thousand one. Yeah, baby. Millennial. Boom. <laughs> yeah. you know, Threw a, a couple of solar yeah. panels up on the top of Cheyenne Mount to offset the cost of yeah. keeping the lights on. That's so smart. Buy, some, buy some new monitors. Um, something I repeated to myself a couple of times. Let's say a few times throughout the episode. Fing mm. Frasier. What I don't even know what I'm talking about, but I dirt. agree. Like, she's like, oh, you can't do this. Brad Tech's like, no, like, I know you don't understand it, but this is what we do. She's like, no, I'm a doctor. You can't do that. And then O'Neill's like, well, Hammond says, Hammond says so. So, yeah, well, well, I'll take it up with him. 
And I'm like, oh, we could just not do it and let Tilk murder you. Would you f***ing rather that, you bitch? No, 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 <laughs> like, no. Fucking hell, he's got to kill everyone. <laughs> the, the fact that she said, I'll go take this up with Hammond was my issue because it was established a few weeks ago. It was like, yeah, well, she overranks she, him. She yeah. outranks him in medical procedures, so she wouldn't have had to have gone and see him. It probably would have no. just been a, a courtesy for her to go and say, oh, yeah. not happening. Just fair mm. enough. But the other thing to, to um, you know, because I'm a bit on Janet's side with it, is Janet does the right thing and she questions Braytech about it and she says, well, how many times have you done this? And he says, oh, half a dozen, whatever. And she says, and how many of these have survived? And he says, none. Yeah. So he wants to do this procedure with Teal'c, even though he's had a zero success rate. Yeah, but it's their, it's their, um, yeah, it's their yeah, native, their, their native culture. It's that. what they've, what, what they're doing. So yeah, he's, he's no, not, no. A, he's not a military, military, okay. military member. So that's uh, member. the, that's the equivalent though of being a doctor in a hospital and a Mormon going, oh, sorry, I don't want a blood transfusions yeah. uh, because it's going to save my life. Yes. It's against my religion. Yeah. Most so doc- she should shut up. Most doctors would just be like, well, that's the thing though, is Janet's also their friend. So she's seeing her friend dying in, in a bed. Yeah. And she's like, well, I'm not, she's not so concerned about his psychological well being. She's worried about his physical well being. She's being selfish. So then the, the she, thing is, she, she's, she's trying she's to preserve being, life. She's being selfish. She says to, to Carter, yeah, but you know how hard it is for me being a doctor? Like, yeah, this isn't about you, Because bitch. she took the Hippocratic <laughs> Oath to do no harm, and she is breaking that oath by yeah. doing harm to You know Tilk. what? Some, sometimes in the fucking military, you have to do shit you don't want to do. And she did it. Braytech yeah, did appeal doctor. to her on a personal level. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. Yeah, and I get it, but take your orders and shut up like the rest of the soldiers do. But I just hate her, okay? But she's the doctor. <laughs> like we said, she she outranks everybody in medical procedures. Yeah. So and she I, doesn't have to take anybody's orders. Personally, I liked that scene, and I liked it when she goes, well, I'm going to take it up with Hammond. And then Braytech says, do you consider yourself one of Tilk's friends? Yes, and that was the so right way to do, to do it. And that's where it should have ended, but she kept banging on about mm. it later on. That's, that annoyed yeah. me, that yeah. second bit. But Braytech did the right thing because everyone was telling her what to do. She's the chief medical officer on this base. Yeah. They're telling her what to do as a doctor. And she's saying, F- you, I'm the smartest person in the room when it comes to medical procedures. Mm. That's but, the, her problem. That's her job. That's yeah, her job. But, but it's what... Hammond's job as well, right? But he says, yeah, but you look at what's going to happen if we if we don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not Janet's problem. Janet is a doctor. She took a, she took a, an oath to do no harm. Well, it's not Hammond's problem either, but well, yeah, because Hammond's got Tilk, a f- heart. Tilk's, well, no, that's, that's what I'm saying, is Braytac, they're telling Janet what to do as her job, and she's saying, no, I'm smarter than you all. I know what's going on. So Braytac did the right... next minute, she'll turn around and go, I know nothing about gold physiology. Can I finish what I was going to say? What I've been trying to say three times now is Braytac does the right thing. (laughs) Braytac does the right thing by appealing to her emotionally as a friend of Tilk and saying, and that was the right route to take. But up until that point, everyone was telling her what to do as a doctor. And she's like, I'm smarter than all you guys. I'm trying to save his life. And you're just taking his symbiote out trying to kill him. Give me a reason... To yeah. to get on your side. And Braytac does that by saying, okay, this is, this is what we need to do. You're his friend. Allow us to do this. No other um, Jafar has survived this, but with your help and your medical expertise, when the time comes, you will be able to bring him back from the brink of death and save him. But we need to push him to that point. And that's when Janet was on board. But I do agree with what Brendan said, though, is yeah. there was that scene later on where she was kind of still on it. And I think it probably just should have been played or written a little bit differently, where she was struggling more with it, but was gonna was gonna push through. But yeah. I'm totally on. Janet's My note side here is Fraser just resign and do us all a favor. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yeah, but I, I, I liked that you, the writer, as a writer, you're going to go, all right, what is her motivation? So she, that's going to be her motivation to do that. And Braytac needs to talk her out of it. So once mm. that happens, then you can put it to bed. But they just kept bringing. What is out. her motivation though? To keep him alive, yeah. Not, not to fix him, not to make yeah, sure he's not brainwashed she's a anymore. She, she's, yeah, but yeah. she's she's not a psychologist. She's a medical doctor. Yeah, her- but and then what? Like that. That's what I. That's. But that's like that's the same thing as if someone on death row comes in with a stabbing, the doctor's still going to save their life, and then they'll execute him tomorrow. That's right. It's just that's their job. That's their job. The Hippocratic Oath is to do it's no a bit harm. Different, but yeah. But it's done to give you an example that mm. doesn't matter what the circumstances are. Mm. That's there the was job. nothing. There was nothing physically wrong with Tilk. There was only something psychologically wrong with Tilk. So the the idea was to take his symbiote out, which will nearly kill, take him to the brink of death. Mm. Well, that goes against everything Janet's ever well, sort of believed. She and can go home. Yeah, like go home. <laughs> doesn't have to like, worry about, about it. But in the end, <laughs> in the end, she was right like, because she wasn't, mate. She's the one that saved his life, and and Braytac. Oh, yeah, but if it, Braytac, if Braytac hadn't that. been there and and made Tilt go through whatever this thing was called, then she. But his his life he, was his he, life was she in danger. She would have gone okay, unstrap him. He's alive now, and he would have got up and murdered everyone. Well, they wouldn't have unstrapped she, yeah, him because they correct. knew that he was fake. What are they going to do? Strap him to a bed for the rest of his life while Janet keeps him alive? Yeah, but his that's what I'm saying. His, his like, life was never in danger. Janet, please wank me. <laughs> Jesus. Why are you letting them do this to me? I can't even touch my own symbiote. <laughs> <laughs> Unstrap one hand, please. You talk uh, about earlier. You talked about how young Tilk's uh, symbiote is. Yet last week, in Enemies, um, I think one of the Jafar Apophis's Jafar said it's going to take us how long? Like our, our symbiotes will mature by then, and mm. he, and Tilk's like, yes, but Apophis will live on. Yeah. So how do we just? Is it seven years or something for? I can't yeah, remember. I don't know like if there's ever yeah. been a date, uh, like um, a, a time. I think oh, seven rings a bell. Families for some or something was in that, wasn't it? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But he's on his. Um, I know they did try and buy him some extra time back in like family or bloodlines or whatever, where he gave up his first junior and gave it to mm. Reich or whatever. And now mm. he's on his second yeah. Primtar. Yeah. That was even younger. Because remember. Tanner thing. Yeah. yeah. It was even. It was like he was too young to have taken, yeah. like to have been it put into Jafar in the first place. Yeah. It may not take. Mm. So he's tilt sweet. He's like, oh, I'm not going to die. You guys are, but <laughs> I've, got, yeah. I've got a few years under my belt. I like how, um, uh, yeah, it was like just when we're talking about the flashbacks for like how much ground was covered. I didn't feel like it was too much. Like, you know, you sort of see the first time that he meets Braytac, the first time that he has Braytac uh, appeal to his thoughts about you know rebelling against the good and his questions mm. he might have in in their godlike personas the first time that he meets apophis you know the first time that he acts against the good and the first time he has to cover that up and then that he's you know they're in a battle against ra's people and stuff like all this mm, there was just yeah. so many things that we we're like oh i wonder when this happened to tilk yeah. it was all packed into this episode but i didn't feel like it was just a fan service episode for tilk i actually i liked that they touched it and i actually like that they had him questioning the guild or at least had Braytech a- approaching him about that from day dot it wasn't yeah. like Braytech mm. waited 10 years and went oh there's something about this guy like mm. Braytech has been part of the rebellion for lack of a better word for a long time yeah. and as soon as he saw Teal he's like yeah this kid knows what's up yeah, yeah. I just got a feeling yeah. about it's him it's almost you know? like when Apophis punished him for his father mm. he was like Fuck this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's when Just Braytac enough. swooped in as like, hello, child. <laughs> Come to my... Room. But then how, like... 
for him to do that to his mate where he saved his mate you know yeah, and then yeah, he's yeah. like all right i'm gonna take it i'm gonna free you. even the even the friend was like you you cannot do this there yeah, goes yeah. a god and he's like well we'll find out won't you. we yeah. Yeah, you just that was go sick. that was so yeah. boss yeah. yeah and and let him go and then we don't see that next scene we see the scene following where he's crying to his wife saying oh yeah i went and attacked this village yeah. and i killed my friend because i actually just i couldn't take the mm. risk that that Apophis was going to find out. It's like, shit, yeah. like, you know that by now, you know Apophis isn't a god because he didn't yeah. automatically know what yeah. you did to your mate, but you're still covering your tracks anyway. Plus, I, I feel like Apophis wouldn't know who the f*** Valar is yeah. if he yeah. fell over him. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Right. That's, that's exactly what I was <laughs> yeah, thinking. That's the worst part. Just so wear a hat, mate. 74K8, like, you mean nothing to me. You're just yeah. another soldier getting shot yeah. through your yeah. stupid chainmail. <laughs> It totally makes no sense. <laughs> hey, you guys want to listen to a song? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why not? I'd love to. I know Mitch likes this. I think he does. Shit, shit. Well, especially because uh, I can see what's coming up. There's yeah. not enough neurofin in the world for this. Whoa, bro. Love me some songs. Sounds of the Gate. Threshold. It's self explanatory. We are Sex Babam, and we're here to make you think about death and get sad and stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Is that okay. Rick and Morty? <laughs> no, this is Scott, Scott Pilgrim. Pilgrim. I'm on board now. I'm on board. I'm on board. What is it? What is this one? It's called Threshold. I can tell you. Tell me. But I bet you Frazier did help Tilk reach his threshold. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, Pain yeah, threshold. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. I get it. Creme yeah. de la creme. Gave, tell you what. Gave <laughs> life to his symbiote. Ramona Flowers is doing well, though. How many, of her, how many of her exes are superheroes now? Three? Four? At least three. Oh, yeah. Maybe four. Who? Yeah. The chick. Have you seen Scott Pilgrim? Don't, no idea what you're talking yeah, about. You should Scott treat, Pilgrim versus the world. Treat yourself. It's a no. bit of fun. It's a movie. movie right. It's a great Edgar movie. Wright. Michael Cera. Michael Cera's in it. Yeah. He is Scott Pilgrim. He meets the girl of his dreams, and she says, "Well, to date me, you have to defeat my seven exes." It's based on a video game. Yeah. Oh right. It's brilliant. Well, it's made like a video game. Yeah. Sounds like, fun. It looks. It's like the best live-action video game that's not a video game, like <laughs> movie. Right. It's, oh yeah. It's it's Geek Five Thousand. It's it's yeah, so nice. yeah. It's, it's he's got yeah, a laser incredible. sword or some shit. Yeah. It looks yeah. like he collects coins when he kills people. Like it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> Live action, but he kills someone. They turn into That's coins. Awesome. Yeah. And then in, in in true Michael Cera way, he goes over. He goes, oh, a gold coin, and just picks up the pockets. <laughs> like, oh. That's pretty much all there was for this episode. They well, he chose freedom, and that was it. Well, the thing that I liked the most, one of the one of the things I liked the most was you know how Tilt can just cut loose and just snap heaps of dudes. Mm. He, he's just trying his linebacker skills out yeah. of this mm. when. When uh, old Braytac's like, he's deceiving you. And he's like, fuck this shit. Ah! And just axes like 12 airmen. When I was watching that, I'm like, Brennan's going to bring up the word linebacker when he talks about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> linebacker, baby. <laughs> so I'm talking about. Uh, do you know what a linebacker is? No. 
<laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. Couldn't tell you. I've heard Linebacker, of culture. quarterback, that's it. Yeah, yeah, tight yeah. end. What? So tight end. What are you talking <laughs> that's about? It's a position. It's <laughs> a position. In the bedroom. Oh, your tight end, yeah. Get, tight let, end. Let me in your tight Reverse end. Ultron. Reverse Ultron, your tight end. <laughs> and a uh, new column in your spreadsheet. <laughs> I was um, I was quite surprised because, you know, we, uh, with Peter DeLuise, he's just known for his, you know, oh, poo cramps, oh, poo yeah. cramps kind of jokes. And then he just suddenly just turns it. And this, I think, is one of the reasons I love him so much is then he suddenly just gets all serious and drops these knowledge bombs about filmmaking. Now, a recurring theme on the show, i just talk about the, my, the filmic technique that I was trying to use here. This episode more than any other in my mind was a study of uh, human nature, a study of, of where the mindset is of each individual character. So what I tried to do is I went super long lens and I and I stacked uh, people in the foreground a lot where I was a study of their face. Tony has such an incredible looking face. I mean, you just look and you go, man, look at the wisdom. Look at all the stuff he's gone through. So it, uh, a lot of times you'll see that only a face is filling the entire frame because it's a study of their humanity. And that, I'll just, I won't uh, bore you with any of that stuff. But uh, look at you, look how ripped you are. Well, you know, yeah. good. So he just <laughs> has to go back to his normal deli. He's like, look how ripped you are, man. <laughs> and it is such a TV thing to do that as well. You don't really get that in movies where it's just a lot like that. That's what TV is. It's just close-ups like that. Talking you know? heads, yeah. Yeah, whereas obviously film, you know, you're supposed to fill the screen and you get landscapes. and Yeah, and then I want... say you can't get really, really close because it's like, well, if you do that in a, in a film, it's like, it's not a, a you know TV screen that's a meter wide at the most. You're talking mm. about this jo- like someone's face filling an entire wall, which yeah. is just kind of mm. a bit too imposing when you're, when you're seeing a, a whole film. Yeah, Tony yeah, Amendola, I think, on a big screen, like you'd be able to like dive into that. Oh, face. that'd be like, like, that'd he's be like very weathered. That'd be like landing yeah. on the surface of the moon. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> um, but no, this <laughs> absolutely. Oh. If that was a, if that was a portrait what on a wall at? though, a face. You'd, <laughs> sit there, you'd sit there and watch it for ages. Um, but yeah, it's it's stuff like that that actually got me interested in actual like the the filmmaking process, like mm. listening to Peter DeLuise and Martin would talk about stuff like that. Mm. Really, sort of got me into the you know the the mechanics behind it all. And I was like, mm, that's it. I, no, I found it really asked, interesting. Me and Brennan are walking through it. Yeah, mate. Oh, sounds, <laughs> sounds oh mate, awesome. haven't you seen Boxer Boys? Uh, <laughs> we both got some kind of degree in the filmmaking. Well, some kind of degree. I did the study. Never Sorry, got a certificate. Like a like a certificate. <laughs> some degree of certificate is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, I believe I'm... that sentence has some degree of lying. Whatever, yeah. whatever night that is, I'm busy. Sorry, I didn't say a degree. I said some kind of degree. Right. Of some percentage of credit. What <laughs> I mean, more or less. Sure. Mm. More or less. Oh, you, you, you sound talk about aperture. You guys sound more qualified than whoever <laughs> yeah. directed uh, Origins. So no, well, we yeah, are no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm very. Com- I'm actually very confident of that. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> like, I've written three Walter Diaries, and it's better written yeah. than Origins, <laughs> and it's shit. And not one. Ba- and not one Batman spin in the whole thing. Well, there was no. There was yeah. There was <laughs> <mentioned>. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! How ripped was Tilk in this? Oh, I hey. yeah, pretty ripped. Pretty. F- those, yeah, he but was. He did some push-ups. I got to say, action. Chris Judge, mm-hmm. man of my own heart, in the audio commentary, he's like, "Yeah, I had to cut down on the on the scotch for a bit to get that." Oh, ripped that boy. oh yeah, my boy, <laughs> my boy, my man, <laughs> <laughs> he's dehydrated. That was real snow, wasn't it? That they yeah. were, yeah, yeah. He, I could tell yeah. by the hardness of his nipples. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> cut glass for that shit. <laughs> Can you just remember that when we get him in to uh, to come in for that interview? Uh, just make sure we have some good. Scotch. Mm. Scotch. Oh, I think you say have some ice so we can get his nipples yeah. hard. 
that too. Oh, we'll do both. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Oh, want some ice of that? You're going to need to cut yeah. that with your nipples, mate. Yeah. Yep, straight across. Easy. Got some Johnny Walker red here for you, buddy. <laughs> Gives really? We're only giving you red? We're not going yeah. any better than no. red? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Not, not wasting it on him. <laughs> not going to swing by duty free and get some blue label or some black label? No. Oh, don't say black. <laughs> <laughs> oh, at duty I mean, free. Great people. I saw a $1,000 bottle of scotch. Yeah. Duty free. Yeah. Jeez. It was literally it? locked behind a case. Join us know. on uh, Patreon. Rich. We can, uh, we can afford that bottle shit. and Chris <laughs> Judge. <laughs> Had a cork in it. It was hectic. That's when you know it's expensive. When the, when the lid is a cork. How do you get to it? How do you twist off a cork? Yeah. You blow it off. You blow it off. <laughs> you just get know. a lighter and you light the bottle just under the cork. Yeah. And the cork will come out. Sounds safe. Did you notice that... Um, was it Apophis or Braytac had a scarab beetle? I think it was Apophis had a scarab beetle on his armor. I had a bunch in of the, them, yeah. In the flashbacks. Yeah, when he first meets Tilk. Right. Yeah. Mm. And hand devices him. He's got, yeah, scarab beetles. That's like, good choice. Cool. It looked cool. Mm. That's an old Egyptian thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they are. But I was just like, why well, has Apophis got it? Yeah. That was well, strange. Why wouldn't he? Scarab beetles weren't specific to any particular. God, or they were just they yeah, were. He is the serpent god. Serpent so why would god. he have beetles? Because they were just like like cats. Like cats were sacred. They're a sacred animal. So so were scarabs. Scarabs were sign of yeah, power. Yeah, wouldn't he be like, I'm the serpent motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> them beetles. I think, I yeah, think that's what he would have done. Yeah. There's no beetle god. Oh, beetle, should be. Beetlejuice, bro. I'm gonna fucking DM Pete, my mate Pete. Hey <laughs> pop. Um, him. Him. On that, right? So, cats in Egyptian mythology, the guardians of the underworld, right? Like, what mm. do, was is there August. a is there a cat representation in yeah. Stargate? Oh, plenty like, pussy, mate. Oh, there's <laughs> <laughs> not really. Yeah. It's Daniel's job it's, to bring oh, into yeah. the cats. It's the heaps of <laughs> Um, very very briefly this season, we do we do see uh, Schrodinger. Yeah. <laughs> very briefly this season in the two parter, we we do see Bastet, who is Bust, who is the the cat god, the same right. one from Black Panther. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. Scottish for bastard. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. That's episode 91 of Get Into Gate Threshold. We will be back next week to talk Ascension. And isn't that an exciting word when we're talking Stargate? Ooh. It's nothing to Reese, but we'll see what happens <laughs> next week for episode three of season five. Until then, you can check out all of our old podcasts on uh, whatever podcasting channel you subscribe to. Just search Get Into Gate, a Stargate podcast. Uh, like, subscribe, share, all that sort of gear on our social pages, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or if uh, you'd like to... Support the show, join the show, be part of the show, suggest some gear for the show, patreon.com forward slash. You can make get... your ascension or up to patreon.com oh, forward slash getting the gate. That's all I got. That was hard work, actually, that was, that was, getting that one. That's That was, uh, that was yeah. next week's Yeah, one, I mean, it? you're week early. I, I appreciate Sorry, mate. The I, was suggestion, over, I was mate. over the threshold. See, you've yeah, made but, uh, it work yeah. for you. <laughs> Break through the threshold and come join us on Patreon. <laughs> Theatre sports, guys. <laughs> Creme de la we should Creme. give a try one time. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Too many rules. <laughs> <laughs> we still don't know what they are. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Otherwise, myself, Mitch underscore Lewis on Twitter and Instagram. Maddie, where you at? At High Pitch Maddie. And Brendan. At the Bren Gibson. Reese. I'm at the Flying Gibson. Let's talk some gate, and then next week we'll be back same time, same day, same channel, right here on Get Into Gate to talk Ascension. Forget Into Gate. Stargate SG1. Get into geek.com.